This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Cantino, and I'm here with Chris Morris and Dom Fierro. What is up, everyone? It is championship weekend for the NFL. What's up, guys? Oh, what is oh, things are things. It's been a quite an eventful day slash week for me. Um, I just dove in detail with these guys here. I was in a little car accident today. I'm okay though. All is well. Uh, my car is not so well, but if you're worried about me, I'm okay. Um, I'm still mourning from the Eagles, but I'm hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm glad you're okay, Morris. That's the important thing here. I'm in one piece. So that's all. I got a little, got a couple scratches on my knuckles. Uh, I don't know how your, that happened, but everything your, else is okay. Your Eagles quarterback position, though, is not all put together, though. Uh, I think it's, I, I think we're set. Dougie P made it pretty loud and clear yesterday. Carson's the guy moving forward, which, you know, I can't say I disagree with. Um, I'll miss Nick Foles forever. Forever grateful for everything he did. Huh. Um, not even just the last two years, but, you know, obviously before we should Kelly too. He's had quite the career here, um, and he's a legend forever. Um, and I'll look back on, on his day fondly for, you know, for as long as I live. So, thank you, Nick. Can we just talk real quick about that game, actually? Because I need to know why they threw the ball with one second left before a two-minute warning. You're preaching to the choir, man. I've been, that's been what I've been harping on all week. I've been arguing with my friends. And, you know, obviously, Alshon, you got to catch the ball. You're a pro. You know, you've only dropped two balls all year. Um, you know, one of the most sure-handed receivers in the league, certainly on our team. Um, so you got to catch the ball. But there was no reason to rush there. I mean, there's two minutes. There's barely over two minutes left in the game. New Orleans has one timeout left. You're on the 27-yard line, so clearly, I mean, you're in no rush. You have plenty of time to get into the end zone. You know, you want to run that clock all the way down to as little time as possible so that, you know, if you do score, Breeze gets the ball back with 15, 20 seconds left, which easily could have happened. And, you know, you run it down to the two-minute warning there. It would have been second and 10. So now you got three downs left on the series. I don't understand it at all. It made no sense to me. Um, And I'm screaming at the TV, like, as it's happening, like, they're not actually going to run a play here, right? Like, they got to run down to two in the morning, and sure enough, they snap it literally with two oh one to go, and our season ends on that play right there. So, I'm right there with you, man. I don't understand it. It's been bugging me all week. I think the only thing I could think about with that play is that that's what the Saints are expecting. Because I mean, if Jeffrey catches that ball, he's that's easily a ten yard gain right there. Yeah, uh, it's the only thing I think of. They're expecting it, but at the same time. If you're not going to catch that ball, you have to at least bat it down or something. I mean, but the whole thing was kind of rushed too. It's like they're rushing up to the line. Like, I mean, take your time. What's what's the rush? Let's run this clock down. We want to end the game right here. I mean, we, there's no reason to rush now. We're we're not at midfield or you know our own side of the field. We're at the Saints' 27 yard line. I, I don't understand it, man. That's the one. I mean, all in, it wasn't a great game for anyone really outside of the first quarter. Um, I thought Peterson's play calling got a little conservative. You know, the Brandon Brooks injury really hurt us on the O-line. You know, the running game completely evaporated after that. Um, and, you know, the momentum changed on the whole sequence after it falls to the interception. Then, you know, the fake punt. And then, you know, our whole defense seemed to get hurt on that drive. We got Josh Hawkins, who I swear to God, I didn't even know who he was before the game. He's out there playing corner because, you know, we're already at our sixth and seventh corners and, he just so happened to be the next guy up. And, of course, they pick on him 
for that fourth and goal touchdown. And, you know, that's kind of when you felt the game change. And, we re- I mean, the Eagles really had no business winning. Oh. I mean, they were dominated for the last three quarters of that game, and yet they still still had a chance there at the end, which is really what hurts the most. I got to say, everything that Nick Foles does you know, or did for the Eagles with this year and last year, that interception, uh, who he was throwing it to, uh, I think it was Ertz. Yeah, that was a bad throw. Saints pick it off, and then they go out and – they go right down the field and score. That was the game changer right there. Yeah, that is the game changer. Just, it's just a ball that doesn't need to be thrown, you know. Or throw. I mean, that's usually the pass he's good at. He's really good at those touch passes down the sideline. You can kind of see, you know, you got a little jittery in the pocket. He kind of threw it more on a line, which is not really, you know, his mo. He usually likes to put that little, that touch on the ball, that teardrop effect. And Ertz had a step on him. I mean. I'm not 100% sure it's a completed pass, but if he just throws a little more air, air under it, um, it's, you know, at the worst, it's an incompletion. It's not an interception. I mean, he gave, you know, it was a great catch by Lattimore, but he still gave him a good angle to, to intercept that ball. Yeah, and then, and this kind of goes for all of the NFL. What I'm about to say next is when has face guarding been legal? Yeah. I mean, no, that I've was a big play too. I've seen it countless amount of times. I mean, it cost the Eagles a big play, you know, it would have been a huge penalty for them. Um, and then uh, all year, you, if you're not going to make an attempt to look at the ball, I don't understand. They're, it seems like they're putting it on the receiver, that the receiver has to go and, you know, almost make an attempt to catch the ball. But it shouldn't be like that. You know? Yeah, is that what they're saying there? Because Tate didn't really go – he didn't really go back into him. Well, that's what but it was. Again, to your point, I mean, it was face guarding. I mean, the corner of the DB never turned around for the ball, which should yield the penalty. The only thing I can think – they're trying to make it like a, a pump fake in basketball, right? Yeah. You pump fake, get the guy up, and then you go into him, and it's it's automatic foul. So that's the only thing I can think of. So if they're trying to do in the NFL is where, oh, if you're if he's face guarding you, but you're not going to attempt to catch it, it's not going to be a penalty, which I disagree with, but I I just don't understand it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't either. Yeah. Well, either way, that was a really good game. So uh, I was. I was thrilled watching that. Um, but I do – I must say I think the teams that are in it and are left are deserving to be there. Very true. I mean, we're not – I mean, obviously we could have won that game and there were plays left to be had out there. But when it comes down to it, I mean, we're not as good as the Saints. I think, you know, the large the large portion of the game you could see that. Um, and, I mean, the four best teams are left. They've been the four best teams all year. And certainly the foremost – I think four, four top – scoring offenses in football this year, I believe, um, which I think is going to make for a great championship weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's dive into that. Um, for this week on DraftKings, since there's only two games, we'll, uh, we'll go through uh, captain's mode. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Not a whole lot of guys to choose from, so. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so we'll do captain's mode for this, uh, this first game on Sunday. It uh, starts at 3 p.m. Um, the Saints are home obviously, playing in the Superdome, which is, to me, I think is their only advantage really over the Rams. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's a huge advantage. I mean, nobody can freaking win down there. It seems like – doesn't it just seem like they get every single break in that stadium, no matter what happens? Like, Juju fumbles the ball at the end of the game, and the ball goes through Alshon's hands. It's like, no matter what happens, they're going to get the break in the end to win it. Didn't, didn't the Bucks beat them there week one? <laughs> yeah, they did with the Fitzmagic thing. Which somehow, some way, but they they haven't lost at home since. They might have lost that 
that meaningless Week 17 game to Carolina, but that was uh, it. Yeah, I mean, this I to me the Saints didn't look great um, on Sunday. No, not at all. I mean, that game was there to be won, and they haven't looked good since that Cowboys game. Well, I don't know if teams are finally kind of figuring them out. Where if you can stop Michael Thomas, you're pr- most likely stop stopping, uh, you know, the game because Kamara is good, right? But sometimes he's kind of been a little inconsistent. He had a good game, you know, on Sunday, but he's been a little inconsistent end of season. Ingram is, you know, you don't know what you're ever going to get from him, but you know, I don't know. I think the Rams might win this one this week, but you know, leading into it. You know who I'm taking that captain this week, Tino. Oh yeah, you going with Greg the Leg? Oh yeah. Oh my God, the kicker is the captain is back. Oh, you have to. I mean, these two teams last time killed it on the scoreboard. I mean, you know, the Rams and Chiefs put up points, but so did the Saints and the Rams last time they played. And if there's points, there's got to be a kicker and a captain uh, spot this week. And a 4800 uh, saves you a lot of money. So that's I mean I don't even think I want to choose anybody else at captain other than Greg the Leg. Yeah, I definitely I would go with Greg the Leg over Lutz that's for sure. After after Lutz missed that field goal last week, um, I had one other guy that you know he's not priced too high, only at uh at eighty seven yeah eighty seven hundred. Just came back from injury a couple weeks ago. It's Ted Ginn. Um, you know. Obviously, he's he's really their only deep threat there. They got Traquan Smith, but his playing time has kind of diminished as the season's gone on. Um, yeah, again, came back week 16 against Pittsburgh. Had five catches, 74 yards. Um, didn't make a huge impact last week against the Eagles, but still three catches, 44 yards. Um, and that's, you know, we know that Rams pass defense. You can throw the ball downfield on them. And I would certainly think they're going to do everything they can to try to limit Thomas. They probably won't be able to. Um, but, you know, they'll throw doubles his way and, I think that could free up Ginn for some downfield plays, which it seems like the Saints have been kind of lacking recently. I mean, as you said, Don, they really haven't looked the same since that Cowboys game. Um, and not a whole lot of explosive plays. I read something today where I think Breeze only has like seven completions of like more than 40 yards down the field all season, which is a little surprising. Um, and they tried getting Ginn down the field on the first play of the game last week against the Eagles and Craven LeBlanc, my new favorite player, might get his jersey, um, picked off the pass. But I still like Ginn. I think they're going to take some shots. And, you know, I think that Rams defense is there to be had, especially in the Dome. Um, so I think he's a decent play at 8,700 to be a captain. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I really trust this Saints offense lately. Uh, you know, I guess the banged-up Eagles team, I know they've gotten a little, they were a little bit more healthier going into the game. But during the game, they were hurt. Uh, so I don't know if I can trust really putting somebody on the Saints all in the Saints offense, unless it's Drew Brees or Michael Thomas as a captain. Um, you know that's just how I feel about them. Uh, Kamara's been shaky, Ingram's been shaky. Those are those are guys you definitely kind of you know you're looking to put in the lineup. But I don't know at the captain spot. The captain spot for me is somebody who you can get cheap and get great value from, which is a kicker. Or if, you know, you're talking Bears defense, you know, early in the year, that's somebody you put in there. You don't put, you know, I feel like a guy like, again, who could, who is, you know, higher priced and could go off, but could also lay an egg, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely a boomer bust pick. It's just, you know, I mean, you could definitely save money with 
picking him as your captain and spending up on other positions um, throughout the rest of your roster. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, you obviously with, with Zerline, I mean, that's more of a guarantee you're going to get points because you know the Rams are going to score and he's going to be out there for field goals and extra points every time. So that's more of a, of a safe bet. Um, I'm just basing the Ginn thing just because I, like I, I like the matchup, even though, you know, he hasn't really proved much this year, obviously. But I think the matchup works in his favor. Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's somebody, you know, like I said, captain spot, probably not. Lineup, I would say probably. But definitely not captain spot. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the Ted Ginn idea, Morris, um, just because he's, he has that real big play potential. Um, and, like, he could go off, you know. He's, he's got that 4-4 that four, four speed. Um, and he's electric, you know. Um, he used to be probably an electric player. There was, you know, for a couple couple years back. Um, obviously, a couple injuries have hindered him from being like that. But uh, I don't know. He's got that big play potential. He's kind of like the Brandon Cook for the Rams, except a little cheaper. Um, for me, at captain, if it's not Greg Zerline, it's Robert Woods. Um, I know he's 12,000, but he's just a lock. He's, like, he's a lock for – good 16 fast points without this captain's thing. So you multiply it by that by times and a half, that's 24 points right there. So um, he's just a, he's, he's, he's a safety blanket for me. Uh, he's definitely got to be in my lineup this week. Yeah, he's definitely got to be in the lineup. And he had a big game against the Saints last time too. And he's been, and we've loved him on this pod all year. And he's really been their most consistent receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a good pick. You, you know what's going to be so tough about picking this game? with the guys in it is that both of these teams are so different from when they whenever they played last well I can't remember what week it was just November I think it was like I want to say early November yeah these teams are completely different I mean Saints have kind of been taken back a little bit and the Rams that were kind of taken back a little bit too but with the Rams you have CJ Anderson who that is by the way going to be one of my picks to put in the lineup this week guy's a monster <laughs> uh having a great kind of comeback, you know, four games or five games. Uh, but he's been a, a huge addition. So with Gurley, you don't know what you're going to get from him, right? You know, you don't know if the Cowboys, when they played the Cowboys, if they let Anderson run wild because Gurley's maybe not quite as healthy as we all think or what and kind of save him up, almost treat it as a little bit of a rest. But, you know, and Drew Brees with throwing touchdowns and stuff, you saw, you know, at the beginning, you know, middle of the year, towards the end a little bit, where I think the three of us could catch a touchdown pass from Drew Brees, the way he was placing balls and throwing it to anybody kind of in the end zone. But now he's kind of – that's kind of fallen off too. So these teams are completely different. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I do think there's going to be a little more defense in this game <clears throat> as opposed to the first time um, just because these two teams are so different. I mean – they're, I mean, they can still go off at any time, but the offensive consistency just hasn't quite been there the last two months, I'd say. Um, and Anderson, I mean, you know, we know he's really come on strong here at the end of the season. It's a great story, honestly, um, from being out of football to having – he's only he's only played three games for the Rams, and in every game he scored a touchdown and ran for over 100 yards on like five yards a carry at least. So it's a tremendous story for him. Um, I have a little bit of – you know, I'm a little skeptical about – him doing it again this week in New Orleans just because the Saints, you know, their defense is a lot better this year than it has been in previous years. 
um, which is a reason, you know, they can, they can lean on that when their offense really isn't producing. Um, and especially their run defense. I mean, the Eagles couldn't run the ball at all last week. I know obviously, you know, Gurley and Anderson and that Saints run off or the, the Rams running offense is much better than what the Eagles put forward. Um, but just because that Ram, you know, that, that Saints defense is pretty good at stopping the run, that would be a little bit of cause for concern. But, at, you know, at the price that he's at, it's it could be worth a shot. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of agree with you, Morris. I think uh, – and Dom, um, I think C.J. Anderson might be worth a shot. Um, but what I'm going to do now, actually, is I'm going to go through players that I think are comparable from each team, and then you guys me who we pick between those two. Um, so I'm going to start with CJ Anderson or Mark Ingram Morris. Oh, I'd probably go with Anderson actually, just cause I really, I don't think Ingram, he hasn't played so well recently. I haven't really liked the way he looked last week too. He had, he had one big run against us, but other than that, the Eagles did a pretty good job of shutting him down. And I kind of like Kamara better this week too. So I'd probably go with Anderson out of those two. Yeah, I agree. Ingram. You know, you don't know what you're ever going to get from him, really. He hasn't really shown much the last few games. Um, C.J. Anderson clearly has shown a lot more. I know that's, you know, the few games with Gurley out, but I still think he's going to be a valuable part of this game if the Rams are going to win. All right. Um, what about Ted Ginn and Josh Reynolds? Ooh. That's a, that's a tough one. Ooh. That's a tough one because Reynolds, you know, a cup was still playing – um, Cup was still healthy in the first time these two teams played. I think he had a pretty good game from that slot position, which is where Reynolds is playing now. Um, but you know, since I already mentioned Ted Ginn, I'd like to match up with him this week. I'm gonna have to go with Ginn. Ooh, I like I I kind of like Reynolds a little bit better. Uh, I think he's gonna have to be again a valuable part of this uh, this game after Rams are gonna win. You know, I only had one catch last week, but you can tell they're trying to get him the ball, you know, and that since now, like you said, Tino, Cooper Cup is done and he's kind of taking over that position. Uh, so I would like to say Josh Reynolds. I'll take the, you know, I'll take a flyer on him and pick that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually take Josh Reynolds as well. I think he's going to be going up against Eli Apple this week. Oh. I like that. I like that matchup a lot. Oh, I wish we picked on him more. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> Um, Aguilar matchup. I think I saw Aguilar down the field open quite a quite a bit last week. Um, I was a little. Oh yeah, the one the one time he was he was open. Foles just got rid of the ball, and Aguilar's head. But if Foles holds on to that ball another half second, I mean that's a 30, 40 yard play right there. Yeah. So yeah, I like Reynolds' matchup a lot. I think he can eat Eli Apple, especially because he's a physical receiver as well. I, I think he's going to get a couple red zone looks this week. Um, he kind of got beat up against the Cowboys uh, last week, so um, maybe hopefully he's uh, better this week. Um, I'll go with the quarterbacks, Breeze and Breeze Golf. I got to go Breeze. Um, <clears throat> I know he's priced higher, only only a thousand dollars higher. Breeze is ten thousand, Golf's nine thousand. Um, I just can't pick Golf, man, and I don't like the way he's been playing as of late, especially on the road. I mean, he's clearly there's been you know, all the buzz and really, you know, the lack of performance that he's put up in, in big road games. You know, you go to the Chicago game. Um, <clears throat> he did play well against the Saints last time, but that was earlier in the year. Um, now, I think he's the one that's really suffered the most from from not having Cooper Cup. I mean, that was his security blanket, uh, definitely his go-to guy. And even though they have other weapons, I think you can clearly see 
his play has been affected by that. And, you know, Breeze wasn't all that sharp last week and hasn't been great, obviously, to end the season. Um, but something just tells me he's going to, you know, NFC Championship game at home. He doesn't have a whole lot of these left. This could be his last run, honestly, um, against the defense that he knows he can torch. I got to go with Breeze. See, I think there's a huge thing in uh, the Rams' defense that wasn't there last time, and that's to leave back and healthy. That's true. Uh, you know, like I said, Breeze hasn't really impressed me uh, the last few games. And Goff impressed me last week where he was able to kind of get the ball. I mean, granted, there's absolutely no pressure from the Cowboys' defense. Uh, but, I don't know, I kind of like Goff a little bit better. I feel like he'll be able to air ball out a little bit more. Um seems like he might thrive in this type of environment where, you know, high-level competition and in the Dome, you know, weather's not going to be a problem for him. Seems to struggle a little bit more in colder weather games. So I, I'm going to go with Goff just because I feel like that Tlaib is going to make a huge difference, difference for defense this week, and Breeze might have a little bit of trouble. I got to go with Breeze. Morris pointed out just golf on the road has been a little sketchy. Um, and he's, he's got that run game that's kicking right now with, with both Gurley and Anderson. So um, I, I do think he'll throw a couple touchdowns, but I just think Breeze has the potential to go off. Um, so I like Breeze a little bit better. And then the last comparison I want to have is, is Gurley and Kamara. So if you had to pick one. Ooh, that's a tough one too. Um, I probably the same price. I probably go Camaro. Uh, I probably would too, just because I like going back. I mean, I like CJ Anderson better than Mark Ingram this week. So I mean, Anderson can cut into Gurley's carries, and I mean, we know that the Saints use Ingram and Kamara both, but Kamara is obviously a much bigger weapon out of the backfield in the passing game, <clears throat> and he really did damage against the Rams catching the ball too uh, back earlier in the year. So I'd probably go Kamara. Yeah, that's the thing about Gurley is I think Anderson's going to eat into a lot of the snaps, uh, especially in a short down yardage or and whatnot. Goal line, most likely, I would think, too, but, you know, because he's got the that little Jerome Bettis body going. <laughs> so, eat a lot of Popeyes, huh? Oh, yeah. So, But I would go Kamara. I think he's just more dangerous at home. Uh, you know, for some reason, I feel like he doesn't play well on in outdoor games. I don't know why that is, but I just feel like that's how, from what I've watched, I'm probably completely wrong, but that's just how I feel about that. But, yeah, I'm picking him. Kamara. For me, it's still Gurley. Yeah, he just – he still had 16 carries last week, touched the ball 18 times with his two receptions, so – Anytime Gurley is touching the ball 18 times, uh, I got to have him in my lineup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was very productive last week, even though with, you know, only the 18 touches. I mean, he had over 100 yards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had uh, 115 yards and a score. So, on that, he had yeah, they, they, 35 yeah, yards. I think, I think the Rams had 270 yards rushing combined. Yeah, I know both those guys did go over 100. Yeah, yeah looking on it, CJ and, uh, and Gurley. But what do we think of, you know, uh, like a Brandon Cooks type guy? Because I think ah. I think he could eat this week. I I think he's going to, you know, clearly Woods is getting a lot of attention. And I feel like if Reynolds is going to make a huge impact in this game, that 
Cooks could be forgotten a little bit, but that might also kind of help them down the stretch, you know. Reynolds catches a few balls, and oh, now we got to really watch out for him. And Cooks can make guys miss, and, you know, he catches the ball. That's one thing he does really well. So I feel like he could eat this week. He could, yeah. I mean, he went off last time these these two teams played over 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, you can throw the ball downfield on this team. You can get him matched up on Eli Apple and go deep. I mean, I was a little disappointed the Eagles really didn't take more shots down the field on these guys. Um, and obviously, I mean, Lattimore is a really good player, but we've even seen him get beat deep at times. So, you know, I mean, the production hasn't really been there for Cooks a ton recently, not a whole lot of yardage, really barely any touchdowns recently in the second half of the season outside of week 17. But, again, I do like the matchup going downfield this week. Yeah, I like Cooks. Um, he definitely couldn't be my captain, uh, but he could definitely find a way into my lineup depending on uh, who I'm paying for. Um, I'm certainly paying for Michael Thomas. So Yeah, that's a definite. Yeah, so if whatever I can afford after that, I'm going to. Um, and yeah, he probably will be lined up with Lattimore. Um, Woods will probably get P.J. Williams a lot of the game. So, I mean, I definitely absolutely prefer Woods, but – um, like I said, if I can't afford Woods, you know, I need that that $900 or whatever, I could go with Cooks. I think I could, I guess, saw him in there, and uh, he's a big play waiting to happen, too. He's, he's a uh, deep threat. So, yeah, I mean, we're in the final, you know, week weeks of the season, so it's the best players out there. You can't really go wrong with anybody. Um, you just got to find that one, that one piece that helps your lineup, um, and I think that definitely starts with the kicker at the captain this week. So then you get five top players, you know, as opposed to um, as opposed to four. Um, let's move on to that second game then. Um, Chiefs Pats. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, freezing cold supposedly, frigid temperatures. Oh yeah. Yo, our negatives. The, the tundra. In case. Yeah. So what oh. are we at this week? Um, Give uh, Morris, give me two guys that could definitely be your captain and then two guys you definitely need in your lineup. <clears throat> All right, well, excluding kickers, because I know Dom's probably going to go with Butker here or Gostowski. I don't know which one. Um, and either one could be a play because there's going to be points in this game too. Um, but one guy I like who, seem, you know, he's gone off for us plenty of times, including last week, is James White. 15 catches for 97 yards last week. Uh you know, it's insane to see a running back with 15 catches. But, you know, with this Patriots offense, that's that's what he does. That's what he's been doing for years. Um, and we know that the Chiefs defense can give up yards. You know, really their best game of the best game of the season last week. Um, but, I, you know, there were some other factors going into that. I think Luck clearly looked a little bit looked a little bit hampered by the weather. Um, I'm not sure if his, you know, his shoulder obviously held up to be, you know, to play well this year and especially towards the end of the year. But <clears throat> not so sure that he was really fit to play in that environment last week. Um, so I wouldn't look too much into the chiefs defense playing. Well, they've really struggled to cover running backs and to stop running backs at all this year. Um, and I think white's a pretty big bargain, honestly, at, at uh, 10,800, you know, I'm a little surprised. It's not priced higher coming off a huge week last week. Michelle's actually priced higher. Also had a big week, but I think I like white a little bit better this week. Um, and another guy uh, who I've also been riding a lot recently who went off last week, Damian Williams. Price a little higher, 12600 Um, But, again, the Patriots have also struggled a little bit uh, against running backs this year. Um, Williams, you know, 
clearly showed that the, the postseason spotlight wasn't too much for him last week. Over 100 yards and a touchdown has really filled in great for Kareem Hunt about as about as well as you could possibly imagine. Um, and, you know, another guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know you're going to get targets. You know he's going to get some catches. Um, and, you know, Spencer Ware, I'm not sure, sure what's going on with him there. Um, you know, he really hasn't played at all since, like, week 13, week 14. Um, whenever Hunt went down and where came in there for a game or two and then got hurt. And it's been, it's been the Williams show ever since then. Um, and I think he's going to have another big week this week. Um, and two guys that absolutely have to be in there. I think Travis Kelsey's a must, you know, just an absolute beast. We know what he, what he, we know what he can do. Um, the best tight end in football, really. Uh, over 100 yards last week also against the Colts. Um, didn't have a great game the first time against New England. And, you know, you can credit Belichick for that. Obviously, you know, we know what Belichick likes to do in these big games, take away the team's best player. <clears throat> but something tells me, you know, Kelsey's still going to find a way around that this week at home in, in an AFC championship game situation. Um, you know, I certainly think that, that you know, the Chiefs are going to be moving the ball. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to score points, plenty of red zone chances. And I think that bodes well. That bodes great for Kelsey. Um, and another guy that I sort of think is a must uh, for New England is Julian Edelman. You know, really kind of had a pedestrian sort of year by his standards coming back off the injury. Um, you know, I don't think had maybe only had like one 100-yard receiving game all season. Um, but again, showed his postseason merit last week. Nine catches, 151 yards. Um, had a nice game against the Chiefs the first time, too. 54 yards and a touchdown. <clears throat> and again, I think there's going to be, you know, I don't, I don't think the cold weather is going to stop these teams from scoring too much. You know, it's not going to be snowing or anything. It's just going to be really freaking cold, which, you know, it'll it'll affect some things. But I still think, you know, with the way playoff Brady looked last week, you know, really turning it on to another level. And seemingly, you know, Gronk is still good for, for run blocking and all that because he's still a house. But we've just we just haven't seen the production downfield from him, you know, all season looking like a shell of himself. And, you know, it was nice to see Edelman for them really come back to life last week. Um, and, you know, that's been a, a true, you know, a trusted target of Brady, especially in the playoffs um, over, you know, the last decade. So I would bet on Edelman this week, too. Yeah. So you were right about who I'm going to choose for captain. Uh, <laughs> going to be uh, Steven Goskowski. Or I know I pronounced that wrong. Goskowski. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> uh, but the kicking game is going to be huge in this game. Uh, cold weather, minus one, I believe, is what they're calling for game time. Now, <laughs> this field's probably going to be slick because of the cold, and the kicking game is going to be so important in it. And I just think because he's been there, he's done it, he plays in it all the time. I know the Chiefs play cold weather games too, but I feel like just the experience here of, you know, with guys, God, I can't, God, I can't pronounce his name. Gostowski, I think it is, right? Gostowski? But I feel like he's going to play a huge part in having him in the captain's mode. In the captain's mode as the captain is is my pick, definitely. And then I'm kind of going to go pick, you know, this is almost a two-for-one with the defense. Either defense, I feel like, is going to play, is could go off in this game in in the captain slot because of the cold weather. You know, I know great. You know, the Patriots obviously shined last week on defense against Phil Rivers to kind of gas, you know, put off the pedal a little bit in the second half. But in the cold weather games, I mean, defense is clearly 
the way to win these type of games. So I feel like if this game's whoever's going to win this game is going to have to play a great game on defense. So it's kind of a two for one pick. I feel like you can't go wrong with either defense. That's just how I feel about it for this week. Um, two guys I need in my lineup definitely Kelsey. I do agree with you with that, Morris, uh, and definitely Damian Williams too. Those guys are huge for the Chiefs, and at some point, I think the Patriots are going to have to decide, and I'm sure they decided already. But are you going to stop the run, or do you want to stop the pass? But I don't think they can do both, and then I think they have to do one or the other to win this game. Because if they both let them even have average games, I think they lose, and and the Chiefs are on the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, And then on the flip side, if you're picking Patriots, I think Michelle or White are two also guys you need in your lineup. I think James White a little bit more because of his ability in the short passing game. Uh, and because he's been there, he's done it. You know, I know Michelle had a great game last week, but I've never thought the Chargers really stood a chance in that game. Even I mean, from the pot when we talked last week on the podcast, I never really thought they could handle it. So you were right about that. Yeah. I'll leave my words. I told you, I told you. <clears throat> but James White, I feel like, has definitely got to be in your lineup. I think you can live without Michelle, but if you find a way with him to get in the lineup, you definitely got to. Um, and then, you know, Edelman, I like. I don't know how much he'll be involved in the game this week. Uh, I feel like because he had a big game last week that he's going to be targeted a lot uh, on the Chiefs' defense. So I feel like you have to find some other way to kind of get this. And I know I was wrong about my Gronk pick last week, you know, even though he did have a hell of a game in the run blocking. But I feel like he could kind of potentially be somebody who kind of has a big game this week. And big game as in, you know, he might catch six balls for 50 yards. So, you know, maybe a touchdown. You know, although he did have that, you know, he almost he got a touchdown taken away from him because of the damn pass interference. But, you know, or a holding, whatever it was in the end zone. So, but I think he's going to have to play a big role in this game this week for them to get to the Super Bowl. So, I feel like he could be one of those guys who potentially goes off. Yeah, so for me, um, Dom, I know I, I, like, I do like the kickers as the captain, but for this game in the freezing cold, the footballs are harder to kick, and I don't know if I could trust it. Um, Goskowski has been there before, and he has done it. But for me, I'm playing it safe. I'm going up with James White. That's the only person I have in my captain slot right now. Um, he's just guaranteed all those PPR points. You know he's getting the, the ball on the screen uh, toward passing. He didn't even have a carry last week, and he still put up like 24 fantasy points. So <laughs> That is amazing. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like him. Um, he's definitely my captain. And two guys that I got to get in my lineup by Groovy Morris, Travis Kelsey, and um, I want to say Damian Williams, but for some reason I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to be able to stop him. So for me, it's Edelman. It's Kelsey and Edelman that I need to get in my lineup this week. Um, I think Edelman's going to get the rest of the passes that James White doesn't get, and uh, he's going to have a big day. And then Kelsey, I just think Kelsey's going to beat um, – He's just a beast all year. Uh, hasn't had um, single-digit fantasy points since week one, I believe, of the season. So, 
he's, he's got to be there. He's got to be in your lineup this week. Yeah, playoff Edelman, man. We've seen it, you know, so many times over the years on the biggest stage with him. Um, you know, you can never forget his catch against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, you know, where it bobbled in the air with like six people and he came down with it. So he's just, you know, he's just the guy that seems to crank it up when, you know, when the games count most. Um, and he did that last week. Interesting. No one, uh, none of us, uh, none of us like Tyreek Hill this week. No, I, I, I don't really like him either. I was just wondering, you know, you guys don't like him. Doesn't sound no, like I it. think the Patriots are going to keep him contained. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I think, was thinking. I think Kelsey will, you know, have a big game, but I think they'll try to get Hill under control no matter what. Uh, especially last game, I believe he torched them right on football. Yeah, he did go off yeah. last time. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm betting that Belichick's probably been preparing for this game for you know since that day. Uh, you know, expecting to see them in the AFC Championship game, so I wouldn't be surprised if Hill. You know, has that does absolutely nothing on Sunday, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Kelsey does absolutely nothing either on Sunday. You know, that's just the way I feel like the Patriots work on playoff time. Yeah, so um, I kind of just did like a, a lineup real quick. I mean, in order to get Hill in your lineup, and if you want James White, your captain, is pretty tough, um, including Edelman in there and Kelsey. Um, it, Hard to afford him. So if you want him, I think you got to go with that kicker at the captain spot to go get him. Um, but he, he's got the big play potential and he's a beast. So it's not that I don't like him. Um, I just think it might be tough to afford um, if you're playing it safe at captains as opposed to going with the kicker. What about the. Yeah. You got- it's, yeah. It's, you know, you can, the kicker thing, I sort of agree with you with a little bit. In this game, you know, you know, the ball's going to be hard to kick. And quite frankly, I don't really trust either kicker all that much. Jostowski's been, you know, we've seen him be sketchy over the years, especially in the playoffs. And Butker, too. I mean, he's no sure thing. I like the kickers in the other game a little bit better. A little bit better. We don't like the defenses? Uh, I don't really like the defenses either. I think there's going to be points, man. I mean, I know it's cold and all, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to take too much stock into that KC defensive performance last week. I mean, the Patriots are a whole other animal. And the Patriots' defense, I mean, they have a good secondary for sure. But, you know, they don't really get a lot of pressure. I think – I do agree with you. They're going to look to take one thing away, um, whether that's running the ball or throwing the ball. I'm not sure what, what it is. Um, but they're not going to be able to take away everything. I mean, there's a reason the Chiefs had the best offense in football, one of the – you know, historically one of the best offenses of all time this year. Um so they're going to get their points. And, you know, I guess Mahomes will throw an interception here and there, but he tends to take be- take better care of the ball at home too. So I don't know if I really like that. And <clears throat> plus with, you know, the with the Chiefs, their main, you know, their best part of their defense is getting pressure. And, you know, we've seen Brady neutralize great pass rushes time and time again over the year, over the years, um, you know, we're just getting the ball out quick. So I don't, I don't really love either defense this week. Yeah, I'm not too sure that I love any defense either. If I had to pick one, I'd definitely pick the Patriots, though. I think the Patriots have a, have a good shot yeah. to pick six. Uh, Agreed. Um, yeah, that's a, I mean, ugh, that's about it. Um, so I'm going to go through some comparisons on guys that we haven't talked about. Um, so we're spending um, – going pretty expensive at other spots, and uh, we'll probably need to go cheap at others. So I'll do some comparisons here. 
Um, Morris, what do you think about comparing Watkins and Chris Hogan? Ooh, Sammy Watkins had a nice week last week. Um, looked like he was finally somewhat healthy coming off that foot injury that he basically missed the entire second half of the year with. That six catches, 62 yards. Um, I kind of like him, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge – Hogan's all right. He doesn't do a lot for me. Um, you know, he's had, he's had good games in the past, on the, you know, in the playoffs before. Had a nice Super Bowl against the Eagles last year, but he really hasn't been reliable. Um, only three catches for 13 yards last week. And, you know, like we talked about, Belichick's probably going to do everything he can to try to limit Hill and Kelsey. Whether that works or not, we'll see. But, you know, he'll be more than happy to let the other guys beat, you know, beat him. He doesn't want to get beat by their best guys. So, I'll go with Watkins. Yeah, definitely Watkins. Um, Hogan's been non-existent this year. Um, only 59 targets on the year and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, he has not had big games. He just hasn't been the guy he's been in the past, right? You know, he had a really good year last year, you know, good Super Bowl last year. But this year, he's just it's just falling apart for him. And that's more so that I don't think he's getting the looks. Uh, and I think we really all expected it, you know, when Edelman was out for those four games. And once that – it didn't happen then, it was never going to happen. And Sammy Watkins – you know, like you said, Morris had a good game last week. Uh, and if they're going to lock down Hill, I do agree that Sammy Watkins could have, you know, a decent game this week against the Patriots. So, Yeah, so for me, I'm actually going to go with Hogan. Um, I have no rhyme or reason for it. I just think <laughs> I just got that feeling, you know. that gut, gut feel? Yeah, that gut feeling that, like, he's just going to have one of those games where you're like, Oh, there's Chris Hogan, the lacrosse player, and it's like they're like, <laughs> they're gonna bring it up on you know all the. Oh, they love talking about that. I mean, he's had big playoff games before, so he is a he is a Bergen Wait. County native, though. I will say that. Oh boy, it's very true. Mammoth lacrosse, um, but yeah, or did he was it Mammoth football after Penn State lacrosse? Penn State lacrosse, Mammoth football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ramapo, Ramapo, everything. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those feelings. Um, and then another two I want to compare is Spencer Ware. Um, it's, it seems that he's going to play this week um, in a complimentary role. What about him compared to Rex Burkhead? Ooh, that's an interesting one too. Um, if he's going to play Ware, I'd probably go with Ware. Just because, I mean, you don't know. I mean, the Pats could end up stuffing Williams and – even though I like Williams a lot, he's been a really explosive player. Um, you know, he's not quite your conventional between the tackles guy. So if this game gets to a point where the Chiefs are looking to bleed clock or, you know, grind out the game at the end, uh, I think Ware could be that guy. He's obviously more of the power runner. And Burkhead, who I, I think Burkhead's a good player, but just with, you know, all the action Michelle and uh, and White are probably going to get, I'm not so sure how many snaps Burkhead's going to get, so. If Ware's active and Ware's going to play, he's their number two running back compared to Burkhead, who's going to be the Pats number three. Um, so I'll go with uh, I'll go with Ware. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Ware. Uh, I'm looking at Burkhead's stats a little bit now, and in road games, he is pretty much non-existent. And you know, it's not to say that he won't be involved, but I would rather trust Ware if he is playing. I banged. I would take a banged up wear over Burkhead probably any day of the week. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, you, 
it's, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to say that that Burkhead just um, Belichick likes playing him at home. I guess he's a fan favorite, probably um, the old Mass area, um, <laughs> like in their whites. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, so yeah, uh, I agreed with that, Dom and uh, Morris. That I would go with Ware. Um, I think he's going to be, like I said, in a complimentary role. But I still think that uh, that's better than uh, Burkhead's role as a as the third back that they have um pretty much just in a mop-up role um so yeah is there anything you guys want to uh point out from this game as well um before we um, oh we didn't even talk about the quarterbacks well, yeah that's what i like both this week oh yeah so yeah okay Mahomes, Mahomes versus brady probably going brady as reluctant as i am to say that i mean Tom really proved it last week that when the lights get bright still, he can still deliver, even if he kind of just meandered his way through 16 games in the regular season and really wasn't all that impressive. And the eye test certainly didn't show that. Um, The eye test suddenly showed it last week. I mean, he was throwing rope after rope after rope over the middle. Um, And we know the cold weather is not not going to bother him at all. Um, And it probably won't bother Mahomes either. I mean, he had a great week last week in, in snowy conditions. Um, but just, you know, Brady's priced almost $2,000 lower. Um, and you're not going to – I don't think you're going to get a bad playoff game from Tom Brady. So, I'll go with him. Yeah. I'm going Brady. Playoff Brady. Different animal. Uh, and then last week, what was so impressive about Brady's game is he only had one touchdown. <laughs> Everything else was rushing. Uh, you know, and so if that tells you anything, you know, he's going to be – he can. there's many ways this Patriots team can win. And I'll take uh, Brady, playoff Brady over a rookie Mahomes. Well, not a rookie, but I guess rookie for the playoff Mahomes, who I feel like is going to try to force a lot of stuff this week. And, you know, really going to try to throw the ball all crazy types of ways, all, you know, different players trying to get something started. I just don't think it's going to work for him. So I think he'll still have a good game, but Brady's going to have the much better game, I feel like. Yeah, so I'm going with the GOAT, Brian Hoyer. Um, as my <laughs> goat scout, goat scout teamer. Right. No, no, I'm going with Brady. Um, but just imagine though, if one of these quarterbacks were to get hurt, their backups, Chad Henney and Brian Hoyer. Oh, oh my, Chad Henney is the backup for Kansas City. I didn't even know that. Oh my goodness. What's it, what is he still doing in the league? He's, mean, he's backing up Pat Mahomes. <laughs> oh, that's a Mich- that's a Michigan great right there. I'm not going to start the Kaepernick thing, but you know, I mean. Chad Henney, really? <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely going with Brady as quarterback um, over Mahomes. Uh, I think they both have great games, but I'll try to save the $2,000 and uh, and play Brady over him. Probably get the same reduction. Um, you know, playoff Brady, like Dom said. So, uh, all right, that covers the players that we want to discuss. Now let's go into predictions for these games. We'll start with that. First game at three o'clock, Saints and Rams. Dom, who you like this week? I like the I like the Rams. I think I like the Rams by maybe ten points. Yeah, you know, I think it might be end up being a two touchdown game or down game, but a two score game. Uh, I think it's going to be a big difference with the Rams defense. You, know, you saw it against last week against the Cowboys. They played extremely well. I mean. There were times where Zeke was getting hit, you know, four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, 
and I think I think Talib is going to be a huge addition to this game since he didn't get to play last time. And then the Saints just haven't the last few weeks. They didn't impress me, you know, last week against the Eagles. And I feel like in the playoffs, you really need to be a dominant team somehow. Uh, you, know, you saw it with the Patriots last week, clearly dominant. The Chiefs, clearly dominant. dominant. Uh, and the Rams, although it was a closer game score-wise, they were clearly dominant, you know, both on deep defensive line and with uh, the run game. I just don't see how the Saints, you know, I don't think I don't see them putting together a complete game against the Rams. Now, I, I know they did come out on the winning end early in the season, but and I think Marcus Peters, <laughs> boy, I think he is going to have a game this week. <laughs> he is a punk, man. I I don't like him. I think he's going to have a game this week. I think he's ready for a little bit redemption. Uh, and then if you, I mean, if you shut down Michael Thomas in that game. Or not even shut him down, but you know, hold him to a decent game. I think it's going to be very tough for the Saints to win because they clearly look for him on all the all the big, uh, you know, big downs. So I don't. I got the Rams winning this game though. I think it's going to end up being probably a nine point win and big. I'm not going to give a score, but I think it will be a nine point win. See, I feel the exact opposite. I can't I can't pick against the Saints in the Dome. Obviously, I did last week, but, you know, that was with my heart and with the birds. Um, this is kind of the week where I think the Saints put it all together. I know they haven't really looked like the same team that we saw in the first 10, 11 games of the year or so. You know, ever since that Dallas game on Thursday night, they've been a little bit rattled. Um, but I just – I can't trust Jared Goff on the road in an NFC Championship game and, you know, one of the three most hostile environments – in all of football. Um, and I think, I think this is a game where breeze breaks out, you know, that offense, as we talked about, has been a little sluggish to close the season. And they really, and you know, that game was there for the taking for the Eagles. It's a shame that, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't make more plays offensively, especially because, you know, there were chances to be had there, but I sort of think the saints kind of got that, that initial postseason jitters out of the way. They really dominated the game the last three quarters. Um, and I think they're going to come out guns a blazing similar to what they did earlier in the year against the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are going to be playing catch up the whole time. Um, they could come back a little bit, you know, I, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I do think the saints end up winning in the end. I'm going to say something like 35, 24 new Orleans. See, that's the exact reason I'm picking the Rams though, is because with what you said about the game last week, they did not look impressive against the Eagles. And say what you want about the Eagles, Nick Foles, Magic, whatnot. It was a great ride. But that Eagles defense is banged up, right? And to put 20 points on that team is disgusting. <laughs> now, <laughs> That's look, true. I understand, you know, I was rooting for the Eagles hard. You're obviously an Eagles fan. But to put up 20 points in a playoff game at home in a game that people had you running away with, it just it doesn't impress me, and, and yeah, well, I mean, you can say the twenty points thing there, but that was really more of like it was kind of like a ball control possession style of game, you know. It was sort of an old school game in that sense. Like, yeah, they only had twenty points, but 
I mean, they completely dominated time possession against us and converted, you know, third down after third down, third and long after third and long. Um, so, you know, I mean, they made, they made plays when they needed to, which is really, you know, what stands out to me most, even though, you know, they only scored 20 points, you know, they had, they obviously would have got 23 if, if Lutz hits the field goal. So, and I just think, I mean, I know on paper, the, the Rams defense is better than the Eagles, I guess. Um, but that Eagles defense, I mean, they were really playing their hearts out down the season, man, the D line, especially. So it didn't shock me that, you know, we played the Saints tough and we held them to a, to a respectable point total. The Rams, you know, obviously they've got a lot of names, but I mean, Marcus Peters has been getting beat left and right sort of all year. Um, and he got obviously roasted by Thomas the first time. And I haven't seen anything that's going to show you otherwise. See, this. Well, I just think that the Rams are a much better team at this point. Uh, you know, Michael, Michael Thomas, they went for Michael Thomas every third down play. Yeah, but if you can somehow, you know, everybody in the world knows that's who's going, that's who Breeze is going to on third down. If you can kind of stop that, you know, maybe he gets a few, but if you can stop that, this game might not be close, <laughs> you know? Ah, that's all no I... one's gonna walk into the Superdome and actually blow the Saints out, though. I mean, the Eagles right. actually did; they looked like they were gonna for a second, but well, obviously that I didn't mean, happen. The Eagles went up fourteen nothing, and say what you want, uh, Nick Foles. I love Nick Foles. I think he's great for the Eagles, but he's still a backup QB in this league. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. I, mean, he, so, he I mean, yeah, no, you're right. You it needs they they just don't haven't impressed me. You know, going off of the last few weeks, but definitely in the playoffs, they I feel like they don't have that. You know, we're going to go in there and just absolutely trounce on a team and not make it close. And you can say, yeah, it's possession, but that game should never be possession. Should have been possession last week against that Eagles defense. They struggled. If it wasn't for a, a botched, you know, two almost two minute warning play with the interception. The Eagles might very well be playing this week, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. that's just what I more think, though. Like, I sort of think that we almost gave them, you know, the best shot someone's going to give them in that place, and they were clearly out of sync early. I just don't think they're going to let that happen again. I mean, I could be wrong. I could obviously be wrong, but I sort of think they come out like gangbusters on Sunday. Uh, I just I just don't see it. And, like, again, I like you said, I could be wrong, too. But I – to me, I just don't see it. I think this team's going to really struggle. Oof. Well, that was a long conversation. That was a lot to digest there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, um, but uh, all good points. Um, anyway, I like the Saints 31-30. I think it's a pick game for me. Um, I definitely think the Rams could win. But I, Tom, Michael Thomas is not getting stopped. He is going no. to eat no Marcus chance. Peters for launch. <laughs> Well, launch the next day. He might put <laughs> two hundred yards. Can't stop the guy. No one can stop. Him. This is the thing about Michael about that, right? If I'm, you know, I think Michael Thomas is going to have a good game, right? But if you can hold him on those key plays, where yeah, he'll get a few, but if you can stop him when everybody knows that ball is going right to him. But nobody stops it. Still, that's the thing. But I mean, he had, I, he had over two hundred yards last time. I think I just think it's going to be different, you know. Call me crazy, but I think it's going to be different. If if the no, if, the Rams are obviously a great team. I mean, they won thirteen games, but I uh, I don't see it this week. If if Michael Thomas is like over unders for 
catches and yards is let's say twelve for one fifty. I'm hammering the over on both. <laughs> Retweet, you know. I'm uh, telling you, you, he's going to absolutely dominate. Marcus Peters is not good anymore. Uh, oh, he's yeah. I don't know what that guy's deal is. He's just a little diva, and he's not good anymore. So he he tries to trash talk. I mean, Amari Cooper he ate him up last week, so I don't want to hear it from Marcus Peters. Yeah, Gallup was going by him. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from him. Um, Talib, different story. Um, I still think Thomas wins that battle nine times out of ten, but against Marcus Peters, ten times out of ten. Oh, oh. <laughs> we will we will soon see. This was animated. All right. Well, all right. Let's move on to the the Pats and Chiefs. Um, Morris, you you go first. I'm picking with my heart on this one. Even though my brain is telling me Bill and Tom, I got to go with my boy who's near and dear, Andy Reid. You know, if there's anybody that's going to win a Super Bowl outside of my Eagles this year, you know, I would prefer it to be Andy. Um, he was our coach here for a long time. It was my whole childhood watching Andy Reid Eagles. Um, and, you know, we got our Super Bowl last year, and he deserves his now. You know, he's been really arguably the best coach in NFL history that hasn't won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, you could throw out some other names, Marty Schottenheimer, or some other guys in there. Um, but with the sustained success that Andy's had the last two decades, you know, being in the playoffs virtually every year, um, having home field advantage plenty of times, plenty of chances to go to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, they go to one Super Bowl with the Eagles, but didn't win. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fired up crowd in KC. You know, they've been starving for this moment for a long time. What better way, you know, what better team to do it against than the team that's completely dominated the AFC um, and the whole league for the last two decades? I think it's going to be a great game. I think this is probably the the closer game of the two, depending on who you're asking here on this pod. But I think, yeah, I think this is going to be – I think this this has an opportunity to be a classic. Um, we could be – you know, I sort of think it could start off a little slow. Both teams, you know, adjusting to the cold, but I think the offenses are going to start to heat up in the second half, same way they did the first time these two teams played. Um, I think the Chiefs win in the end. I think they sneak by. Um, I'm going to go KC 34, New England 30. And the famous words of the man, the myth, the legend, Lee Corso. Oh, boy. Not so fast, my friend. Oh, no. If you pick against playoff Patriots, you're just an idiot at this point. Uh, picking against them in the Super Bowl is one thing. I think they go in to Kansas City. And you said the Chiefs, you know, they're hungry. They're starving for a championship. Well, they better learn how to eat in the offseason because they're going to be starving for one next year. Too. Oh, man. So, ruthless stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> I just think if you're just stupid if you pick against the Patriots at this point. Well, but they, you know they haven't they haven't won a road playoff game in like over a decade. You know they haven't granted they haven't had many because they're you know, often the number one seed and they're playing every playoff game at home. But they've lost their last couple couple road playoff games. So look, you know, I, it's a little bit different. I, the Patriots, you know, Patriots got Andy Reid once. They're going to get him again this week. You know, it's this Patriots team is like. Oh, we really actually have to go play another game. We're going to go to the Super Bowl anyways this week. That's what they're thinking right now. They're going to go into Kansas City. I think it will be close, but I think Brady plays way too well uh, to even give the Chiefs like a dying wish of like a hail mary at the end of this game. 
Uh, you know, I think the running backs will be too much for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Edelman will definitely be involved. Like I said before, I think Gronk's going to be a little bit more involved this week because, you know, not so, maybe not so much in the red zone, but definitely catching a little bit short yardage ball. And I think Bill Belichick has just been planning for this game since they last played. Uh, you know, I think the Patriots will end up winning 27-20 uh, this week, and we'll see them in the Super Bowl yet again. Ooh, so for me, I'm, uh, pods going on, I had the Celtics-Raptors game on in the background, and uh, my pick was going to be based on who won that game. And the Celtics just pulled it off uh, in the fourth quarter. They won the game. The Patriots are going to win this game 27-24. Absolutely. Ah, uh, absolutely, Morris. You don't, learned, don't do it to my boy Andy, man. Learn, it's the only, it's the only emotional attachment I got left here in these playoffs. Learn your so lesson. You win. Learn. Look, I'll be lesson. quite frank here. I, I am rooting hard for the Chiefs. I hope Patrick Mahomes has a day, and I hope they win, and we see something new. We see somebody new in the Super Bowl. I just don't think it's going to happen yet. I just don't think it's going to happen yet. I think I think Mahomes is immature too to kind of take his team to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know he's clearly going to be an extremely good quarterback for the rest of his career, but I just think he's running into the biggest roadblock of his career at, to this point with going and playing the Patriots at home. <laughs> uh, way too many expectations on him, and Brady's like, you know, everybody picked us. You know, to lose against the Chargers, everybody's probably picking us this week to lose. And what they're going to do, they're going to go in there, go right to the Super Bowl. You know, never, never fails every single year. There's an article, there's whatever. Oh, the Patriots dynasty is falling apart, and yet somehow we're always watching on that first Sunday in February. So I just think you're stupid to pick against them, Morris. <laughs> on the road, man. They have not been the same playoff team on the road. They haven't won a road playoff game, and I looked it up today since 2006, I want to say. And I, they've only had, like, three since then, but they've lost them all. And all in tough environments. I mean, they lost in Denver a couple times with Manning out there. Um, and obviously, I mean, I said New Orleans is, the you know, maybe the most hostile place. We're looking at two of the three or four toughest places to play in the whole um, this weekend hosting the conference championships. And obviously, you know, Teams have gone into KC and won in the playoffs over the years. I think actually last week snapped like a like a six game home playoff losing streak or something ridiculous like that. Um, I just think it's their time, man. I think it's their time. I know their defense stinks, but I think Mahomes is magic. I think they're going to make enough plays in the end to win. Like I said, it's it's a it's a dead even game almost. I think it's going to be a thriller down to the end. Um, but I think the Chiefs make enough plays to win in the end, man. Well, I hope I hope they know how to fish for this coming so they can start eating, you know, because they'll be starving for a championship next this rest of the year. So, <laughs> Tom has just been ruthless all night. <laughs> well, anyway, that uh, that concludes our our picks and predictions for this week. Um, I want to point out that next week there is no football. Well, I don't count the Pro Bowl. That's a stupid game. Anyway, uh, yeah. Because because it's the Pro Bowl and there's no actual football on, we will be our, uh, doing our first non-football podcast here at the 
we will be discussing baseball, so MLB, NBA, NHL, and then college basketball. That's uh, that's probably our favorite. So um, we'll go into depth on a lot, a lot of college basketball teams um, starting next week and uh, here on out until next football season. So, yeah, we'll be here each and every week, and uh, we'll keep it going. Um, we will do something for the Super Bowl. We'll do a Super Bowl special as well. Um, might get two in that pre in that uh, following week. So, be on the lookout. Um, also, be on the lookout on JoggerMag.com. Uh, Tyler O'Shea, our boss, put out um, his new podcast uh, episode that came out this morning. Um, Hustle Motivate with writer and motivational speaker Corey Taylor. I listened to it this morning. It was very good, very inspirational. Um, definitely something you guys need to listen to. So, um, just giving you some news from our website and you, any, uh, you guys have anything, any else before, uh, we wrap up, go chiefs, go Andy, um, more. Please, be, please end these assholes. You're, I can't do any more Patriot Super Bowls. You're an idiot, Morris. <laughs> oh, they've lost three straight home playoff games, Dom. Just spitting the facts here. Yeah, but three straight road playoff games. Excuse me, I think I said home. You know what they say about uh, losing streaks, right? What they're meant to end. They're meant to end. Oh, please, please. Uh, well, I can't wait to talk Patriots Super Bowl with you. I, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm picking more with my heart here, just because I don't. Do want you to even speak. know deep down? You no, even... but it's but it's realistic. I mean, I'm picking with my heart, obviously. But, I mean, they're the home team. They're the better team. They were better this year. Oh. I think it's a home game. I mean, that, that game was basically dead even last time they they played. But, you know, the Patriots were the home team. They won by three points. I think you're going to see a similar similar outcome on Sunday. Oh. All right. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll end on this. Mike Thomas, 13 catches, 165 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, I am all over that. Thank you, and good night. All over. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.